Okay, guys, welcome to um, a kind of a special podcast. I mean, first of all, we don't have Mr. Gray, which makes it very special in a bad way. Uh, but we also have a beanhead who has been on this podcast before. So welcome and thank you for coming. Onto thank the you podcast. for inviting me, mate. Lovely to see you all. And uh, we also have, you can't see him on voice, but we know uh, what, what now? You can't see him on uh, on webcam, but we do actually have a Steve's Ret Zero. Um, <laughs> Hello. Who is, all, who is also there. Uh, he, he does have a webcam and it's crap. Bro, so it's, it's broken. Yes. Uh, Pink Emma, thank you so much for the 65 months subscription and the hippie birthday, babe. Yeah, man, you know what I mean? Um, it's also my birthday, just in case you didn't gather that from the, from the, um, from the message in chat. So I am 55 today. How do I look for 55? Fucking old. Oh, God. <laughs> says the guy not on webcam yeah <laughs> he didn't go oh, yeah. on webcam because he it's looks fabulous darling fabulous yeah oh, thank you my love <laughs> so yeah um thank you for the birthday wishes in twitter and um twitch from everybody and in my discord i do appreciate it there's an antaeus there with a 10 month Subversary. Uh, I do fancy a 10 month anniversary text thing, but it doesn't match 55 years. I mean, if you want to subscribe for 55 years and pay up front, you can do. I have no problem with this. <laughs> What's 55 times? What is it about £3.50? Something like that. It's, it's, it's enough. Yeah, I can't be asked working that out in my head right now. Um, so, anyway, welcome. We're going to be talking about. Uh, Mario Kart. I, I've got no prep today. I don't know where I am. Um, we're going to start talking about the change from Mario Kart and the SNES and what you think about the game in general to from Super Mario Kart and the Super Nintendo Entertainment System to Mario Kart 64, commonly and affectionately known as MK64, aka the best Mario Kart game. Maybe we will see. And the changes between the gameplay, what happened when it went 3D. Did it make it better? Did it make it worse? I've already had some opinions that say both. So, you know, it's going to be swings and roundabouts today. Um, hopefully, everybody played it. Hopefully, Beanie didn't puke. Because Beanie gets motion sickness, apparently, with Mario Kart 64. Apparently, I do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it, was a, a, it was a new discovery for me as well. I did go and play it again, and the same thing happened again in a yeah. totally different environment. So... It, um, it, it was interesting watching you slowly turn green. I watched the VOD. <laughs> and it was like, oh, yeah, this man is not well right now. Um, so you all played it. Some of you played it on real hardware. Some of you all played it on emulation. Doesn't make a blind bit of difference. Um, what did you think of Mario Kart in general? Do we still like these games? Anybody? Oh, yeah. Can't not like, like Mario Kart, I think. I still think they're a ton of fun, and it's and it's really interesting to me how much they got right on the first iteration, right? Like, how much still persists in the series to this day. Just the power-up structure alone is yep. the same through, you know, arguably, uh, you know, eight games. So, uh, that, that says a lot to how they designed it. One would have to say that Nintendo and Ubisoft and EA and various other ones, when they find a thing that works, they don't 
change it. So, and in Mario Kart, that's probably a good thing, mostly. Um, Steve. Yes. I keep forgetting you're here, so you're going to have to speak <laughs> up every now and then. Uh, we oh, do want to have a Steve's oh, yeah. retro in chat for those people who've just joined. You just can't see him because he's too ugly. Um, Very he's, true. He's not wrong. <laughs> his webcam broke to uh, save us all, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was working until it saw my face, so yeah. that was probably the reason. <laughs> he's quiet too. What? Steve's quiet, apparently. Let's. Uh, oh, God, how do I turn you up? This is going to be interesting. Because, um, yeah, you know what? Just just shout more. Um, pretend you're Scottish. Um, I am Scottish. <laughs> what did you think to? Uh, how long has it been since you played a Mario Kart? Has it been fairly recently? And I don't mean this week, or has, um, has it been forever? Probably been a good few years actually until last week. So what what did you I, think I, going back to it as a fairly new, fresh look at it? So it's a very unforgiving game. <clears throat> you make one mistake you know you can be in the lead and then suddenly you're in eighth place and yeah. it gave me a headache after 10 minutes as well this is the snes version yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it gives, it gives me a migraine version. every time i play nowadays it's, i think it's uh, got something to do with the scaling of it. i have the same problem with f-zero on the snes as well yeah okay so maybe you just don't like super scalers maybe your brain's just too old and can't keep up thank you for all the birthday wishes guys in chat sorry um so when you switched over to Mario Kart 64, what was the very first thing? And this is going to go to everybody, including myself. What was the very first thing that you went, oh, type thing? You know, the, the moment. Mm. This is in 3D now. <laughs> yeah, it's in 3D now. Yeah. It actually and is in 3D. Actually, to state the obvious. It's more <laughs> enjoyable for a start. Yeah. Um, it's very colourful as well. It is, well, but it's I'll not. It, it's not it bright red, migraine, well. colourful, is it? It's no, it's not. It's uh, it's pastely it's, kind it's of. It's crusty and it's cosy. Yeah. It's also just the um, the difference in the size of levels, the scope. Um, you know, even the first the first Mario circuit compared to the first Mario circuit on you know Super Nintendo, just they they really showed. That they're in full 3D now, we can do long swaths, long turns, you know, big hills. Uh, that and the other thing that really floored me was just how smooth everything felt compared to the SNES one. Not that it was not performant on there either, but you know that that jump was definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely in um, in performance as well on the N64. Yeah, I don't I don't know where it actually runs at. I doubt it runs at 60 frames a second, although it could. But uh, it was, it felt 60 frames a second due to the smoothness, which was nice. Um, and I'll give Nintendo the due, uh, unless they're working on an underpowered console, aka anything after the Wii, um, they do tend to push the limits and make it work. Or they used to. I think the Switch is having some issues with some games, but I think that's just the nature of, of new games and Switches. So... And that's got nothing to do with this podcast, so we don't really care. I don't think there's, I don't think there's really any, any Nintendo console after really the SNES where they've really gone. We must have the most powerful hardware in this because the N sixty four and the, the GameCube were underpowered for their generation, even though they did amazing things with it. 
The GameCube was, was actually one of the most powerful consoles of its time. It's it was kind of in the middle, right? Because yeah. um, like the PS2 was the low like lower end, but yeah. it was still pretty pretty great. Uh, and I think GameCube would be next performance-wise, and then the original Xbox, people tend to say, was the most powerful of that generation. But yeah. um, that that really was their last gasp of let's get you know maximum performance and just slap as many chips in here as we can to do something cool. <laughs> um, you know, they went the yeah. the opposite strategy with the Wii. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, the SNES was vastly underpowered compared to pretty much everything out there at the time and they only powered it up via the chips i mean even mario kart has a chip in the snes version you can't play it on say a regular everdrive you have to play it on the ones with the chips in uh and most people don't really think about that is it the mu1 or something i think so i can't quite remember it could be i'm just gonna yeah there you go beanie's doing the knowledgeable nod so we'll trust him. It's it. something like that, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's uh, it's the DSP one. The DSP uh, one. There you go. That was close. You had a one in it and an S. <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Hey, there's more, more research than many podcasts. Yes, I'm looking at you, Spectrum Days. We'll talk about you after. Um, <laughs> good podcast. Signal processor, I guess. <coughs> yeah, probably. DSP, probably. yeah. So, but, but yeah, that, that was the issue with the SNES. It, I, chips chips everywhere it was like i don't know a uk working man's town or something there's just chips everywhere um <laughs> hey amiga gamer thank you for the 55 years but only 48k i prefer 16 to be honest and hello dj spinzy first time chatting with a love heart pulsated in my face there i do like it when you pulse in my face um uh, what was i saying i don't know uh, anybody else yes come on Come on. I was just going to say, just on the smoothness thing. So the so the whole kind of it just felt so jumping from um, the Super Nintendo version to two sixty four, it felt really smooth. I think, and I'm probably going to get a bit of criticism for this, but I think that a lot of that is due to the introduction of analog controllers. The the analog stick just helped to make it did didn't help to make it feel. Um, just so much more controllable, much more believable. I think, um, and even though realism, realism really wasn't what they were what they were aiming for, it just helped to convey that that real sense of control and definitely um, yeah. uh, throughout. I think. What, why is I, Mario I Kart music playing in the background? Sorry, who's playing Mario Kart music in the background? <laughs> I think Beanie's got a record on. <laughs> Every every time you talk, you got a little Mario Kart yeah. theme in the back. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, just just a little bit though. Only whenever you're talking. Was, it's, it's gone. I, I mean, I I assumed you were just trying to fill it in and make the show a bit more professional. To be honest, but I was going to say it's, no, it's accidental. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? The analog controls are definitely a leap. I mean. The main reason I, I wanted to do this podcast was not just to talk about the games, but to talk about the leap from 2D to 3D. Because SNES Mario Kart is all uh, Mode 7, which is basically a completely flat image turned on its side and rotated. So not 3D. The characters aren't 3D. Mario Kart 64, the characters are not actually 3D. They are actually sprites taken from different angles. Uh, but of course, the tracks are full polygon tracks. So that is an actual full 3D environment where if you were allowed to, and that bloody git didn't keep picking you up every time you went the wrong way, then you could just wander around quite happily. 
which of course you tend to do anyway on some of the tracks because you slide off like crazy. Um, but you're right. I mean, the the controls, the controls essentially went because they were digital controls to analog controls. They essentially went from two D to three D as well, in in a sense. Um, so whether you like the controller or not, which I of course hate, but I do like my uh, Brawler sixty four. Not getting paid. It's a great party, but you should go buy one. Not sponsored. Um, <laughs> But should be but should be yes yes i mean if, if you want to sponsor me then you can do um that goes to anybody out there <laughs> especially any pretty women um <laughs> i'm doing it again aren't I? i'm just going off um so yeah the con the controls are a big difference but was it better or worse it was smoother i get what you mean you had a little bit more control but at the same time i mean when i went back to it this last week when I did my stream of it, I was a little bit, you know, wee type thing all over. The, it was like I was a little bit drunk to start with because the analog control sticks, especially on the Trident of Death, the original control stick for the N64, I don't know what it was actually called. Um, that was a bit, uh, a bit loose, should we mm. say? I mean, you can shake the thing and the stick used to wobble without actually any movement but maybe that well, was just because i got a shit stick and that's the thing that happened with n64 6 right because they were it was plastic on plastic so eventually you're going to wear that down and yeah. that's why you just had all these like loose sticks eventually especially if you had people who were playing mario party and just sitting there and spinning them you know yeah. and creating a lot of friction didn't the inside um, of the stick have like an elastic band or something a rubber band I don't. I don't think I've ever actually taken one apart to know. I'm, I'm pretty sure they have some kind of like a spring-loaded. It's elastic band. It's, I, I believe it, it was elastic bandy. Yeah. So that that <laughs> you know, it's not ideal as a solution for a controller that you're going to play thousands and thousands of hours on. Uh, but yeah, um, does Steve's that would explain why it got so loose and floppy then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm not going there. You can stay in your own mind on that one. But for, for what it's worth, I did I did play some, you know, on the N64 with an actual controller, and I have one that's in fairly decent shape. And it took a little bit to adjust, you know, obviously when when I was hopping from Super Nintendo Mario Kart to N64 Mario Kart. Um, but it really it didn't take me long. Um and it might be up to the fact that I used to just play it on, you know, the standard stick whenever, you know, you'd go yeah. over to people's houses that had N64s. Because that's how I played it back in the day. I didn't own an N64 during, you know, in the 90s. It was, uh, you know, my uh, parents, doctors, friends, kids had an N64. So, <laughs> and that's where I remember playing Mario that, Kart 64. That is a chain of, um, of, 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 of getting to play that game there. That, that, is, that is a path. Uh, well done for actually going through all that shit just to go and play Mario Kart 64. <laughs> One of those things where they were invited over to like a party at their place and you know, oh kids, you're, you're kids, you can just go play together in the basement on the N64. And and we did, and it was fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that's where I remember playing Mario Kart 64 I mean, for the first time. I, I used to play it on one of those too, but I have actually fairly recently tried one of those. And of course they're, what, 25, 30 years old now? 25 years old, I guess. And, you know, 
things with elastic bands in <laughs> they just don't last so you know they do get a little bit more loose and i can't play them anymore on the trident of death um what about you pixels did what did you play on new emulators yeah so so i emulated it and it's interesting you're talking about the uh the looseness of the analog sticks i found i had to configure the sensitivity on the analog stick right down hmm. to stop it being just incredibly too sensitive yeah. and that and that seems to match actually so because if the yeah. there wasn't that much sensitivity in the original stick then playing it on a modern um analog stick um which is a lot more sensitive would uh, yeah. would throw that off because you'd, you'd find you'd, you'd just nudge it slightly and you'd just veer straight off the side <laughs> of the track kind of things like that that pretty much sounds like my experience back in the day and now on a proper controller or close to it so yeah yeah, yeah. it is very very it's interesting similar. to see that that matches actually yeah, yeah. I, I assumed it was an emulation problem but it seems it was, it's actually too accurate <laughs> maybe maybe so yeah pixels is a sensitive guy indeed does it indeed yeah. um <laughs> what about you steve you emulated two, maybe? I'm I did sure emulate, yes. Have. Yeah, okay. And I have to say, I definitely agree with Mr. Cole about the, the controls. When I first played it on the SNES, I was using the analog, and it was just, I was constantly going off the track all the time. It was just way too sensitive for me. So then I tried it on the D-pad, and I actually finished the race in, like, third place. So wow. definitely a control thing. You definitely notice a difference playing yeah. it between analog and digital. Definitely. So, which did you prefer? Um, in, in the games with going digital or, or analog? I would say I, I'm used to playing a lot of games with a D pad. I mean, I'll still play games on the Xbox now using a D pad just because I like them. But yeah. I think these days, analog is the, more the way to go. Mm -hmm. No, I agree definitely nowadays. Uh, Beanie, what, which, which did you prefer? What did you. Between, between um, so, puking. Yeah, I I prefer, I think I still prefer the Super Nintendo, um, Super Famicom version, um, original Mario Kart. And I think it just, for me, it feels so arcadey and yeah. therefore playing it on a D-pad feels feels about right. I can't, I can't remember when I played it on the N64 and this was, this is on real hardware. Um, I didn't, Maybe it was just a config thing, but I couldn't use the the D-pad control on the N64 controller, and it was forced analog. So I don't know if you had to if there's something in the options where you had to change it. So I, believe... so I was forced to use analog for it, but it felt right, I guess. Yeah, no, the the D-pad buttons, I think, on the N64 when I played it too, they they default to other things like changing cameras and stopping yeah. music or whatever. Uh, so yeah, you you kind of have no choice if you're not emulating it at least. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So um, for me, I think I think although although the twitchiness on the Super Famicom, um, Super Nintendo for for original Mario Kart, um, it's it definitely definitely feels better for me. I think. Yeah. I mean, currently, I agree with absolutely everybody. So. I'm not going to add anything. I just, every, you know, it's good, it's bad, it's got this, it's got that. It's it's like most retro games, it's kind of got a little bit of everything that's wrong with it, a little bit of everything that's right with it. Then there's the nostalgia, then there's the, you know, playing on a different controller. It's all, there's no real winner or loser, I don't think, in that particular deal. Although I will say I could never play SNES Super Mario Kart with an analog stick. 
that would just feel wrong to me. Yeah. I just it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's just I mean, not fun on analog at yeah. all. It, it is made for a digital stick, isn't it? Or digital yeah, yeah, pad, definitely. sorry. So is that what D-pad stands for? Digital pad or directional no, pad? Yeah. Directional pad. Directional pad. Directional digital pad. It's a double D pad. It's a double D pad. It's got big boobs. Hello, world of Mr. Gray, who is in chat, presumably watching on his mobile. See what you miss. You missed the birthday podcast just because you went and moved and got new internet. Or didn't get new internet, as the case may be. <laughs> How you doing, dude? Welcome to the stream. Thanks for popping in. I appreciate the effort. Um, for those who've just joined, uh, I am joined by Beanhead81. Uh, by Mr. Cola and by Pixels at Dawn Gaming, uh, and also the guy you can't see, Steve's Retro. We'll actually I'm waving. Just say I'm waving. Who is Steve's Retro now? You may know him. He's a bit like World of Mr. Grey. You may know him as many different names. Uh, <laughs> yes, possibly. <laughs> yeah, possibly. So if you know Steve's, a guy called Steve's Steve who's Scottish and streams Retro and was softly spoken but Scottish, uh, then maybe you know him, maybe you don't. The fame is like the devil. It's known by many different names. Yeah, yeah. Just call him Hitch nowadays, apparently. So <laughs> I guess it depends. If I look like this when I'm 100, then uh, in 45 years. God, 45 years. That's, that's a long time. Um, miserable Git, Scrooge and Mr. Money. That's not nice. <laughs> I don't know if he's talking about me or you there, though. I'm talking about you. Probably obviously. me. Probably yeah. me. Yeah. When Hitch hits 64, he's going to get some trolling. I get trolling every single day I stream, dude. So it's not going to make a brown, a brown. It's because you type brown, God damn it. Uh, a slight bit of issue. Yeah, nothing, nothing. 3D. You played SNES, Mario Kart. You moved pretty much instantly within the period of maybe a day, an hour or a week. Ooh, look, I've got one of them. I've got, I've got the same one, but, but, but my version. Um, did you send it? Me? You have a you have a pal one. I think no. no I, I sent you Star Fox. Oh, uh, Star for, Fox with the super with the Super Nintendo because I was like, yeah, he doesn't have anything that can do the special chip, you know, the super special chips yet. So I, I've just noticed. I don't but, have to say. Oh, by the way, uh, Mister Cole is holding up because this is going to be a video podcast on Spotify. Yeah, you so guys, you, you guys, guys can, can see it. my my Super Nintendo copy of Super Mario Kart. And what I did... also did grab Mario Kart sixty four off the shelf as well because nice. why not? Um, my my Mario Kart 64. For some reason, it's spelt wrong. It says EverDrive 64, but you know, it's weird. A, it's the same thing. At the end of the oh, day. Oh man, <laughs> man, switch cartridges are so small. <laughs> that would explain why my son lost his copy. What the hell Tiny. is that? Oh, nice. We've got oh, uh, we yeah, got Japanese copies on Beanhead's uh, screen now. Yeah, be, Boxed. Be, be, Beanie knows where it's at. He he doesn't mess about. He gets the Japanese. I played Japanese versions too. Uh, for both. Yeah, of them. that was that was uh, something that I did for the first time with yeah. uh, this uh, uh, podcast. And whose is it? Copito? Is that his name? Canopio. Uh, Canopio is, is it? it? Yeah. It's yeah yeah. It's it's, it's kind of like. Pinocchio, but with a K, definitely. Uh, which is the name for Toad. Uh, A-I-N-O-P-I-O, Canopio. Yeah, and yeah. he sounds so strange on the N64 Japanese version. It's like you, a lot you, of... Yeah, you're used to this particular voice, and then, you know, it's it's just... It's not Toad. Obviously, it's Canopio or whatever he's called. 
Uh, it's it's really weird, but it was kind of good there, playing it on the Japanese. Version. There's a ton of voice changes in the Japanese version to the English version. The announcers completely different. <laughs> yeah. A good deal of the voice actors per character are different. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was definitely interesting. So you play Japanese or uh, American version, Mr. Cola? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, Be <laughs> Beanie played just Japanese. Yeah, just Japanese. I played just Japanese. Pixels, I'm going to assume he played the American version because he emulated. You might mutey mic'd. I played the PAL version. Oh, you played the PAL version. Ooh. On the Switch. You played it on the Switch. You played both on the Switch. Actually, I don't know which version it is on the Switch. I played the PAL version of, of Mario 64 because okay. I emulated it. But I don't know which version you get on, on Nintendo Switch Online. I'd like to say they were sensible and you got the NTSCU version, the American version, but um, it's Nintendo, so really who knows. What version did you play, Steve? Just, I played the Sega version. It says 1992 <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> huh. um, I think, I said I ran mine through Game Base, so I think that was the American versions I played. Okay, okay. So I think. I can't be sure. Pixels did play it at the wrong speed then. Because apparently there is a huge difference between um, huge, uh, at least Mario Kart 64 on PAL and um, NTSC, U and J. I, I don't know. I honestly can't remember the PAL version being bad. I have nothing but good memories of it. So, and uh, But I don't know if it is. It, or is it 23% slower or something? Uh, but it all sounded, I mean, it doesn't have to be noticeable, and I think they probably did a good job of it. I think people just bitch because that's what people do, you know. So yeah, Mario Kart 64 Europe. <laughs> it says I'm wrong. There you go. Then. So you did play the European version. So Ooh. yeah, it'd be interesting to know whether if if you could play at some point the U uh, or J version, and and mm. if you could compare them both. Because uh, that'd be kind of fun. I think when you're actually playing a game, it doesn't really make much difference. You kind of get into it. Um, it's a bit like I was playing CPC 464 version of Manic Miner. And that was redonkulously slow compared to the Spectrum version. Even the ZX8. I mean, really. As opposed to, you know, the da 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 da, -da It was literally dun 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 It was just, <laughs> it was like Scooby-Dooed. Um, so yeah, but I don't think the PAL version of that is, uh, the PAL version is fine until you play the NTSC versions. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Borders though, definitely borders. Yeah. But borders are a pain. I hate, that's the big thing I hate about the, the jump between those games. Um. Borders on the ridiculous. <laughs> Stop it. I, I will say, if just uh, if we're touching on SNES Mario Kart a little bit, the yep. the halved screen. <laughs> yeah. um, people people don't like to talk down. about that very much, but it is kind of annoying, especially when you look at other racers on the Super Nintendo, like I don't know F Zero that does it yeah. in the entire screen. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think it. I mean, for me, it helps if I change like the view to. Not like where all the other racers are, but have like the rear view on. It seems like it just it's it gives me more focus on what actually is going on, and it makes that bottom screen somewhat helpful for me. You know, I, I even though they're admit, cropping most of that away. I must admit, I kind of like the map, 
the default view. I, I kind of like I going out to see where there's so much rubber banding in the special in the SNES version that, you know, you can literally see your smack princess and you can literally see go, and she's there behind you again straight away. It's like, what? No, that's just wrong. Um, I, I was just about to say, I thought the map was awful and not useful in, not, in any way whatsoever. So, so the opposite of what you said. I'm constantly I'm looking to behind pixels me. on that one, yeah. You, because it's on the angle, like it is, it, you you can't really read it. You can't glance at it and go, "I'm going to turn left in a second. You kind of have to stare at it for a second and go, "Where am I? I'm over there." And then there's a turn, and then you just run off the side of the track. <laughs> I, I should I should um, state that I don't use it to see where I am. I I know all of those maps backwards, uh, sadly, but um, I use it for when things are are, are about to crawl up my ass. And, uh, you know, if they're directly behind me and they've got a green shell or a red shell, I'm just like, okay. And then I, I use it to line up roughly where I know they are or flick to the rear view to fire my green shell backwards, etc. That's where I use that bottom half of the screen. So I use it very tactfully. tactfully. Um, that's, that's actually a big difference between SNES, Mario Kart and uh, Mario Kart 64 in that I think to play... Snares Mario Kart, well, you have to know the tracks and learn the tracks and know there's a t left turn coming up and then there's a right turn, etc., etc. Yeah. On Mario Kart 64, you could jump in there and just read it by looking at it because you've got the draw distance and you can see what ahead. you can read ahead where, what's coming up. The much Cause wider. Because the tracks well. are bigger. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yes. you've got long straights and things like that. And Mario Kart, uh, Super Mario Kart, you, you're literally going right, I've got to go left, and then right, left, right, because it's a very small track and quite compact kind of thing. That's very much a trait, though, of games of that of that kind of era, though, isn't it? Of, of course, yeah. Um, yeah. You've, you've got to learn these. You've got to learn it to play it well. That's that's absolutely yeah. how, how things were in the um, in that era. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, it's quite interesting. I played I played the Super Nintendo or Super Famicom version a lot, an awful lot. Um, played the N64 version, and then... I hadn't actually really clocked it until I went back to Super Nintendo straight away. Um, just that massive difference of, oh, I've actually only got half a screen. I d it just didn't dawn on me at all until I went back and it was like, wow, I really have only got half a screen. And, it's, yeah. it, and I think it's just because it's what I'd become accustomed to, switching b directly back. It's such a massive difference. It really, really is. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying earlier. When you're playing it, it's like the PAL version, a bit slower, maybe. But when you're playing it, you just don't notice. And when you're playing it a yeah, lot, back-to-back, back, you, you you get used to it. So swift, switching and changing, which we've done, yeah, you're going to notice it a lot more. But I don't think, personal opinion, when if I played uh, Super Mario Kart back when I was, I was going to say a kid, I wasn't a kid, but you know what I mean, younger days, um, I just... I never, I never considered it an issue. I've noticed I've been looking at the reviews and a lot of people complaining that you know you you lose half your screen. I'm like, did they actually notice? I don't think they did. I just think they wanted to pick at something because uh, you you just don't notice. I mean, it's like when we're playing Spectrum games now. You know, we're used to playing games like this, for example. But a Spectrum game is literally this, you know, at full size type thing. If if you actually don't increase it. Um, we never notice that it's just this dinky little thing that's, you know, we all played on as 14-inch TVs or whatever when we were kids. So If someone if someone complains to me about a Spectrum game having a hood filling up half the screen anymore, I'm just going to point them at Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It is true. I mean, point, Trans Am on Spectrum, yeah. um, there's a very small game screen, then there's a map, then there's something else, then there's something else. It's, it's like split into four windows, I think, which is what used to be one of my favorite games. I actually think it's a bit shit nowadays, but <laughs> there's no nostalgia in that one. But yeah. Uh, Daza says, wait a minute, there are maps? Yes. Have anybody in chat, have you played Super Mario Kart 64, sorry, Super Mario Kart on SNES or Mario Kart 64 on the N64 recently? If you have, uh, or you remember what it was like back then, what your experience was like, please feel free to pop it in chat. I will read it out and we will attempt to disagree with you because, you know, opinions are like assholes. Um... Okay, so the jump. The main reason I wanted to talk about this was the jump from 2D to 3D. Did it improve or break the gameplay? And the reason I ask is when it first came out, everybody, literally, there was 50% of the people went, it's amazing, it's in 3D. And 50% of the people, wow, wow, it's shit, it's in 3D. Um, even though I think it was good 3D at the time, to be honest, on the N64. Um, what, what did you guys think? Steve? Steve? Uh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> I was muted. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> yeah, it was good, yeah. Uh, Which part? <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you want me to repeat the question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. The jump between wanted... 2D and 3D, did it make any difference to the gameplay in a good or bad way? Was it just a naturally accepted thing? Did you like it, loathe it somewhere in the middle? I um, I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Not being a Nintendo fan, I never actually owned an N64 before. Mm -hmm. until you know maybe like five years ago or so and i never had a mario kart 64 so you could probably say this is the first time me actually playing the game yeah um i thought it was bright i thought it was cheerful i thought the music was good the graphics were really good you know it was just a really really good game and as i'm not a twonk (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i really enjoyed it i thought the um the controls were much better as well yeah. I could have set mine up a bit better because I had to use my right bumper to accelerate and I kept pressing A, yeah. thinking, why is my fucking cart not moving? Because <laughs> I would not set it up properly. And emulation-wise, I couldn't play it full screen because the emulation was piss poor and full screen. It was running like, I don't know, like an unaccelerated Amiga. It was running really slow. So I played it windowed mode. But yeah, I played it this afternoon and uh, I got to enjoy it yeah it was a lot of fun yeah okay so 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 you thought the switch was nice i just have to correct Eki chappy here mario kart was never 3d before n64 it might have looked 3d but it wasn't um beanie that switch now we know you didn't do well with the visuals and the movement um so i came at this from a very different perspective to probably a lot of people where i'd never I'd never played um, the N64 version until, um, what, a week ago? A yeah. couple of weeks ago. Um, 
because I've never played an N64 really up until up until a few months back, um, and I didn't have the Super Nintendo version as a kid either. So I came I came to all of these experiences very late on. Um, I think the switch from so looking at this from a very different sort of angle, I think the switch from 2D to 3D, uh, very specifically, initially getting into the 3D the 3D version of it, it it actually felt quite slow. I thought to start mm-hmm. with. Um, until you sort of you sort of immerse yourself in it a bit more, yeah. um, and start to understand the controls and how it handles, and then and then it sort of feels it it feels probably it feels quicker than it probably actually looks. I suspect if you're playing it, I think it feels quicker than it would to to some to a um, a spectator perhaps. Yeah. Did you only play on fifty cc? Sorry. 50cc, I assume. Um, or or 100. I've kind of I've, I've been through I've been through a couple. Um, I think I do think though that the 3D changing it to 3D. I think th- a lot of 3D early 3D stuff is quite um, it's quite angular. It's quite it, you know looking back at it, it's quite painful to look at as as developers were getting used to it. As you say though, Nintendo did manage to. You know they they pulled off some magic with the 3D engines that they built. It, did. it looked very smooth, um, easy on the eye, which is um, which is the the trick, I suppose. So, particularly for a racing game, I think that I think it worked really well. I do think it worked really well. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, it's fast. It's fluid. It looks it looks great. It's 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 very colourful, and the immersion is the is the important thing with a with a racing game like that in three D, and it, it does work well. They they did do a good job. So cool, cool. Um, there seems to be a a misconception of what is two D and what is three D in chat. Um, Mario Kart is not three D. It's a two D flat plane with a two D flat image and two D flat characters on a two D flat map. Um, it's just 2D. It's not 3D. You can argue till the cows come home. You're just going to be wrong. Uh, but if, if you want to die on that hill, then you go die on that hill. Um, if it's made with polygons and it has, as Mr. Kohler said it best, I think, uh, there's height. There is no height whatsoever in uh, a 2D Mario Kart like on Super Nintendo. Uh, whereas there is on um, Mario Kart 64. So, so yeah. The, the 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 misconception is fully understandable if you don't actually get what 3D really is, um, or what 2D is and how a SNES works. But um, yeah, that's probably, a, that's probably a credit to Nintendo, though I guess. For, it is. For, it for, is for making 2D appear to be 3D. They uh, from yes. from that era. I think I think they've it's done like it. A- like a pseudo 3D, isn't it? It, it, yeah. it has a 3D yeah. look to it. People but... tend to call it 2.5D, yeah. which yeah. I, I kind of get it, but I also think it's dumb because what's wrong with it being 2D? It worked perfectly fine as a yeah. 2D I game. I think 2.5D is a different thing again, isn't it? Though? It, that's it why is, I think if somebody gave you a special version of SNES Mario Kart that was top down, you know, somehow changed the renderer so you just see the characters from top down, I would almost bet you that it plays similarly. It w- it probably wouldn't feel that much different because Maybe. what's what are you actually doing that's different there? You're you're shooting at a straight in a straight arrow, you know, at things. It can't go up and down. It can't curve, you know, to a certain extent. But 
Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's just perspective it's, that is making you feel like it's 3D. Yeah, it's 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 no it's no more it's no more 3D than like pole position or something like, something like that where you you're driving into the screen, yeah. but you're not actually in a in a but, 3D rendered. Yeah, that's that's not what 3D means. Right. So again, it's just a misconception of what 3D is. Um, it, uh, everything on 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 Super Nintendo, if you have it stood up, it's flat. If you have it laid down, it's flat. Whereas on Mario Kart 64, for example, uh, if you rotate it, it has peaks and troughs and everything else. And you can go up and see them from different angles. You can't see them from different angles on a 2D Mario Kart. Um, you only had 3D on, on, on the SNES in like Starbucks and things like that. And that, that was proper 3D. But... Yeah. 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 Because polygons. Um, and of course, fancy chips and stuff like that. Um, Eki Chap is now currently being buried on the hill. Um, <laughs> what do you think, Pixels, the jump between 2D and 3D? I think the interesting thing is with the the jump between 2D and 3D is it actually changed the gameplay a bit as well, and sometimes not in a positive way. Yeah. Uh, for example, if you if you go sliding up a corner, and you can get stuck behind a tree or like. I, th I think it was like on, on Bowser's castle, there's like a big frame to the doorway. Mm -hmm. And if you get stuck behind the lip of a pillar there, yeah. kiss goodbye to your position, you're never going to get back out. We have an extra cam. And that's working for some reason. <laughs> it's not the well, best then. angle. Did you get the penis cam out or what? No, this is my <laughs> mobile phone. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that I thought to try it before. That's why I missed the last question. I was uh, trying to set this up. Ah, you can see oh, my good. fat belly as well. Look at that. <laughs> I'll just cover that up. <laughs> Welcome to the, uh... think Steve, Steve is now in 3D, unfortunately. Yeah. What about 3D <laughs> Dev Chase? I'm not. I'm in, I'm in 2D, just lots of different photos. <laughs> uh, what about 3D Dev Chase? It's not called 3D Dev Chase. I had to correct pixels on this the other day. It's just called Dev Chase. It is. In 3D. Yes, uh, and, it, and it's not 3D. <laughs> <laughs> 3D, 4D monster maze is 3D. <laughs> 3D, 3D death chase or just death chase is basically a super scaler that's just not very super. Um, it's a very yeah. early version of a weak scaler. So, but yeah, um, but yeah so 3D does does really affect the gameplay a lot, um, uh, and I think in a lot of ways it, it is it is positive and it is and it does give you a very different feel. Um, yeah to to the racing um but as i say yeah there, there are a few bits where it's kind of like mm, yeah I, you're now actually giving me more ways to screw up <laughs> basically yeah um but it's i still true. liked it i mean i pretty sure i did play mario kart 64 a little bit back in the day just on like um you know um demo units and in stores and things like that but um my my real first 3d Mario was was double dash on the on the uh, on the GameCube. A very um, good game. A very good game. So uh, so yeah, it was interesting to go step back into kind of early 3D with uh, yeah. with Mario Kart as well. Um, it does look great. There's I, something I, about doesn't... Mario Kart 64 that even though it is early 3D, same as Super Mario 64, it feels to me like better 3D than many of the games that came after. Or many of the so-called advanced, like PS One 3D games. I don't know. There's something about N64 3D 
that I actually really like. I mean, he was designed to be a 3D machine. It was purposely yeah. made with the silicon graphics stuff and what have you. So even though I mean, it's not a silicon graphics. Mario Kart was quite a, a, a cutesy, you got quite cute graphics kind of thing. Do you think it lost a little bit of the cuteness going to 3D? I actually think it gained because suddenly I was in a cartoon world. Um, mm. I was, you know, not just the fact that it was in 3D so I could wander where I want and hide behind things, which you could do if you hacked it, um, if you modded it. Um, it. It was more about um, the look and feel. It's a bit like going from Zelda Link to the Past on the SNES, I'm going to say, to um, Wind Waker on the GameCube. It's it's suddenly you're living in a, a cartoon environment and it felt a lot more childlike but in a good way because there was gameplay to match so you had it's better off if you're an adult playing it in my opinion because uh, i couldn't play that as a kid i don't think anyway um so yeah no i actually really like the, the 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 change in that sense i thought i thought it improved everything and of course yeah there's going to be things like resolution changes so i'm not sat there going what the hell is that in the distance you know uh <laughs> and there was actually distance as you say because again 3d um one of one of the one of the things i think adds to the the cuteness you know as you were saying is you know the use of automatopoeia a bit of you know like whoop and like whirr and like yeah. stuff like that that appears on the screen like the, the you old know, batman things yeah and that that adds to the experience for me right i mean it's it's another it's more feedback about what's going on in the world and yeah. that just makes it seem you know more grounded to me yeah yeah no i agree but good question good question uh cola jump 2d 3d let's get the technical arguments they've gone now so yeah yeah and i mean i've i've liked snes mario kart since i played it for the first time which i mean i i remember playing it as a really young kid but i didn't really get into it until i got a super nintendo second hand in like seventh grade or something yeah um but i had played a lot more mario kart 64 by the time i had really started getting into Mario Kart SNES. So I kind of had almost the opposite. Like, I was aware of Super Nintendo Mario Kart, but I was more familiar with the N64 one. So I was almost looking for things from the N64 one and the earlier one when I was playing back then. Yeah. Um, I think the jump was absolutely, you know, transformative for it. But, you know, it the original game is still very good for what it is. Yeah. Um, but even in, if you just look at the track design from one game to the other, they were so constrained by that Mode 7 style of, you know, scaling and rotation. I know that, I don't know if that one's actually Mode 7. It's just what people refer to it as. But um, it, it, you could only really have just a square that had different tiles set up in the square. You couldn't have any sort of, you know, peaks, valleys, um yeah. or even uh, really expansive courses. And they, they took full advantage of that on the N64, um, especially that final cup. Um, oh, yeah. You were saying that most of these are like, you could kind of pick them up and play and, and be, you could become familiar pretty quickly. And I think the first few courses, that's absolutely the truth. Um, they're much more intuitive. You can kind of see where they're going, but that last uh, cup, um, especially stuff like, um, oh, what is, what is the level? Uh, it's the gigantic, uh, Yoshi Valley. That's what it is. Yeah. You don't even get to see what place you're in until you're done. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of fog. Um, and it's, I remember just falling off when I was a kid because <laughs> I didn't know where the hell I was going. And you really do have to pay attention. But, a, a, you know, a level like that couldn't even be faked. You know, like there's, yeah. there's not even like an equivalent on the Super Nintendo. Um, so, same with like Wario opinion. Stadium. You just cannot do Wario well, Stadium and, in a 2D game. And, that, and that's the other part too, right? Um, even battle mode, you know, Super Nintendo battle mode, you had just squares with various different... Yep. You know, there was like four different squares, whereas the they, they didn't have a ton of battle courses on the N64 one, but they did have ones that Block Fort is a perfect example. That had so much difference in height yep. where it actually mattered. And I yeah. mean, that's yeah. <laughs> and that's the, the distinct the distinction between the two. Right. I think if you want to really push the 3D aspect of it, I think Rainbow Road is probably the go to track. Because that looped around inside itself, upside down, sideways. Oh, my God. You know, and yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the last track for a reason. You can't just play that, I don't think. I don't think you can just pick it up and go, I'm going to win at Rainbow Road at 150cc. No, you're not. You're going to come last. You're going to fall off. You're just going to fail. Um, I think it's just as simple as that. Uh, whereas Rainbow Road on the SNES was doable still. Because even though it was harsh with its 90 degree corners and everything else i feel that it it was still well it was still flat so it was still you know and it's still within those constraints like yeah, you know, it, yeah. it feels smaller the scope feels a lot smaller because of yeah. that unfortunately yeah yeah i mean product of its age i guess but um i, I do like the fact that you do have peaks and, and everything in the 3d it's that that made it for me not the fact that i couldn't wonder where i want kind of anyway i mean they do have um what do you call them outbound zones and stuff so that kind of stops that but if they took those out of bound zones out which they do for like taz runs and stuff like that for speed running um then you know you can go where you want it's kind of cool just to be able to drive over a hill and there's still stuff there you know so uh it, it was kind of funky so i i, I did like it Steve, did I ask you? I did. I did. Did I not ask anybody that if they preferred two D, three D? So, so do we think that three D is definitely an an improvement? Then, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I was a plus. I I don't think it's the only reason that that Mario Kart sixty four. Oh is, no, is definitely better. Not. There's a lot more, lot of extra, mm. lot of other things as well. But uh, but yeah, it definitely uh, it helps. Except for Bean, Bean likes two D best, yeah. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, I think I do, and that isn't just in the, isn't just the queasiness. Um, no, no. I think I like the almost like the purity and the simplicity of it. Mm -hmm. um, I do find that Mario Kart sixty four, every other iteration of Mario Kart since then, um, is it's just iterative. Yeah, there's, there's, I agree. There is nothing. There is nothing amazingly new. Um, since then, that that is that is the transformational leap between between the SNES and the and the sixty four, and it has to say it just has to say what a testament that um, you know how good the sixty four version was that it fundamentally hasn't changed in twenty five plus years. It's just yeah. it is. Um, I think the, still the last still going. three versions are virtually identical. Um, yeah, there's yeah. bits and bobs like a bit of flying in here and there and stuff like that, but they're all. Actually, the last four versions, because the DS 
uh, version of of Mario Kart is essentially the same as the Wii version. So yeah. and there might be other versions for all I know. Uh, I haven't played most of them since uh, Double Dash days. So, but you're right, Double Dash. the the only re- The only way they really changed Double Dash, and they did change it in Double Dash, was the two player aspect, or at least one player but with two characters. But I did love the fact that two players on one card. That's fantastic. It's useless because second player just gets to throw things and drop things. Mostly, it's completely random. Um, but it felt like you were getting something out of it. So, you know, it was kind of cool. And if you're dropping things behind, I guess the second player can be very, very handy. Um, you know, if you don't have to concentrate because you're doing a jump, for example. Uh, what was your favorite track on Super Mario Kart on SNES? Hard one for you. And I think it, it's reflected through into Mario Kart 64 in that a lot more of the tracks are like this, but I much preferred the curvier tracks in <laughs> um, in Super Mario Kart. So so things like uh, the different Mario circuits and things like that, yeah. where you were actually, you'd got actual bends, not right angle turns and things yeah, like that. Yeah, they're a pain. Um, I, just, I just much preferred them. It gave you more space to work with and you could you could uh, you'd get around people a bit more. It gave you more room to, to uh, overtake and... Uh, and um, Aim, uh, aim your weapons and all all those sorts of things. So, so yeah, definitely uh, the original and the the other versions of Mario. The Circular the, 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 the square work. corner ones were cool for one thing, which is uh, really decent um, cheats and jumps and things like that to mm-hmm. to get to the other side of the track really quick. Uh, whereas the curvy ones, they they had it, but they didn't have it as much, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, what about you, Beanie? What was your favourite track? Snez. Uh so I was just going off to have a look at the English names of them because having played it only in Japanese, I was like, uh, I think it's I actually think it's the the uh, fifth one in the in the um mushroom cup for me. And that's the last one on, on Super Nintendo. Is that Mario Circuit Two, I think it is. I think it's called. Um I'm not sure. And that's literally one that you can just weave in and out of. Um it's it. It's one of those where, again, like a lot of the stuff in the in the Super Nintendo version, it feels quite it, it's simple enough. But when you get it right, weaving in, there's there's quite a few pipes in that as well that are just yeah. precariously placed in the middle of the track. How they didn't <laughs> spot this before they let carts start racing on it, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> that aside, um, when you get that right and you get the corners right, it just the flow of it is it it feels wonderful it really does feel wonderful um and so i have spent probably too many hours now um just time to time trial time trial that one yeah just go round and round and round and round it um and it's it's just yeah it just floats my boat that one that sounds like a challenge for uh everybody in chat and everybody in here how fast can we do that let's compare screenshots i uh i'm up for it I'm definitely up for it. Uh, if you're playing PAL, though, you might want to upgrade to NTSC version. It's an interesting thing, though, about the PAL. Do you, does the clock run slower? I'm I not sure. I mean, it, in all world record things, they use one version or another, don't they? And if they use both versions, they have to alter the timing. So I'm presuming that, yes, it runs slower in general. So um, I'm, I'm not 100% sure how because I'm not a speedrunner. But yeah, they they're always constantly modifying the times, uh, but they know by how much. So I guess you could play in PAL and we can find out, and you can just 
change it and knock it down. Yes, I. So for for the for the one poor pal user in in chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Cola, what, what's your favorite track on SNES? I can tell you what I didn't like was the the ice tracks. I always hate those. <laughs> um, careening into walls is <laughs> what I do on those. Um, but I think probably yeah, some of my favorite ones would be the ones that are a little bit more curvy. You know, they're uh, the Mario circuits. Generally, I tend to like a little bit more than you know some of the other ones. Bowser's <laughs> Castle can definitely be frustrating with all the various things in your way and with all of the. Um, all of the the lava that's around too. I mean, you don't have to contend with that with anything else. Um, and yes, any of the ones that are super angular, the ghost houses, uh, where you can just you, you get one chance to careen off, and if you careen off in the same place, you're going to fall off. Yep. The next time that that is also pretty challenging if you haven't uh, you know played the the level before. Yeah, yeah. Not mine is actually uh, the ghost house, the first one on SNES. <laughs> I really like that version. I don't know why. I just Maybe it's because I'm used to it. I actually like it on the Mario Kart 64 version too. Uh, I know where the shortcuts are. I'm pretty good at power sliding around, um, which is a definite improvement on uh, the N64 version. Uh, so I quite like that. But I also like the very first track. It's something simple. It's just, mm. you know, hey, go have fun, you know, and just, just play it. Steve, what's your favorite SNES track? There's no point asking me. I couldn't get past track three. <laughs> so so track track one is your favourite, probably. I'll tell you one three. thing I really didn't like, though, about the snares is the flat walls. Yeah. That, you know, if you get stuck in a flat wall, that's it. You're pretty much, it's pretty much game over. You can but, bounce yeah, like and I said, turn around. I could not get past track three, so I'll say track two is my favourite track. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Which one's track Maybe three? Um, the one that's not track one. Track three is the ghost one. Oh, you just oh, oh okay. Ghost, ghost you, can't, you can't get past that. It's easy, mate. You've I just got to have literally 40 it. years' experience of playing it constantly <laughs> nearly every day. I I had a, I had a go on the 100cc version um, just before the stream, and I lost all of my continues on the, uh, on the on <laughs> Ghost Valley. I, I couldn't get through around in, in, uh, in a good ranking position at all. <laughs> I just kept falling off. Scary but true fact, I have completed every single thing on Super Mario Kart and Mario Kart 64 back in the day. Now, I don't seem to be able to. No, I did. Did I finish? I can do 50s and maybe the 100s. But 150s, I, I start to really struggle now. Oh, it's, um, tough. And I don't tough. know any of the shortcuts anymore. I was playing when I was uh, I was playing off stream a couple of days after my stream about a week ago, and uh, I'm like, okay, let's 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 do the shortcuts and stuff. So I jump off on uh, Mario Kart 64, and I'm like, nope, no road there. And I kept doing it in various spots. That's where the shortcuts have gone. I think they've took them out of my version. Um, I mean, maybe it's different on on Japanese version. I don't know, because this is the first time I've played Japanese version will be in recent years. And not from when I used to do it on PAL. So and maybe being a bit slower helps. I don't know. I mean, you know, slower on shmups makes it easier for the gamer very often. So, I mean, that's why we like uh, certain Konami shooters, isn't it? Because of the slowdown. We might not like them if they kept up 60 frames a second constantly, you know, 100% max speed. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, Mr. Kohler is saying things in chat. 
Uh, Mario Kart 8 I've probably played the most at this point. I've owned it since release on Wii U. Um, hang on, Wii U? Wasn't it on Wii? Mario Kart 8 was not on Wii, no. Mario Kart Wii was on Wii. <laughs> okay. You're not kid. wrong, Mario Kart Wii was on Wii. Yeah. But that, that's <laughs> kind, kind that of the there. same as Mario Kart Wii 8 U. No, it's complete. It's completely different. Okay. Um, Mario Kart Eight introduces. Uh, well, it's kind of a continuation from Seven, which was on the 3DS. Um, Seven introduced uh, the gliders, which is like you can fly in certain space uh, stage stage spots where there's like these launch pads, and then you can kind of fly. Um, and depending on the glider, you have more or less height or speed. You know, during yeah. those points. Uh, they also introduced the Seven Power Up, where you get seven different things spinning around you, and you can like throw. It's like a you get a shell, you get a bomb, you get uh, a star, you get a, a whole bunch of things that you can use at once. And they just did an iterative version of that where you have eight things in Mario Kart 8, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's and the other thing they added in Mario Kart 8 was um, anti-grav type wheels at a certain point. Like your your vehicle will switch and you can kind of uh there's these little bumpers and if you bump into them you get a slight speed boost if you bump into other players where you're all also in that mode you get a slight speed boost hmm. um so yeah there's a couple of like you know mechanic-y things that they change is it still you mario kart drop at walls and things as well can't you in in eight using yeah, those yes absolutely so and that was yeah that was sort of the the thing with the eight right was the anti-grav you can go upside down you know and it's kind of like you know like what a a, a course could be a figure eight upside down you know if you wanted it to in oh, the okay game, now. That, they yeah. kind of make it f-zero then because i i have played there's it, actually played one there's track. technically a uh, so there's uh brand new courses there's like a bunch of cups that are brand new courses and for a long time now mario kart has this uh the opposite set of cups that are all like retro or you know past uh games like they pull tracks from past games um one of them actually is uh one of the dlc tracks is an f-zero track oh okay um and you can also um yeah you go on the, they also have the uh the little charge pads that you go on to increase your health in f-zero well that gives you coins <laughs> so um, you know, they did a pretty good job uh, converting that. That, And you can also unlock um, Captain Falcon's uh, car. Okay. You can you can use that in Mario Kart 8. So it's not worth buying a Switch for, Hitch. No. Um, <laughs> I've, I've now played on a Switch. I, I, I am not just talking, like, you know, my opinions have not played on one. I have played on one. It's heavy. It's uncomfortable. I'm just not interested. Um, it's ridiculously uncomfortable, uh, in my opinion. Um, bitch on the switch is a bit of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd have to be a bitch to put hitch on the switch. Um, <laughs> I think I think all, all all versions of hitch, switch, and bitch just work. So yeah, either way, mix it, mix and match. Um, Captain Falcon F Zero. What we're going slightly off the subject here, but I have to bring it up. Nintendo, what are you doing? Why do you hate F Zero? Now you're a playable character in Smash Brothers, whatever. Um, and you've got tracks on Mario Kart. Where's my F Zero game? I love F Zero. I actually like F Zero better than Mario Kart, except for the battle mode because there isn't one. Obviously, don't think anyway. Maybe there is. Um, do we want F Zero back? Should we yes. start up a campaign? Definitely. The Hitching Post. Very much. Bring so. F Zero yes, back please. campaign. Yeah, that is a horrible angle, Steve. I know you can see right up my nose. I know it's annoying. <laughs> 
Just don't look. It's like, how do you make an ugly man uglier? <laughs> that's no, no, no. That's not bad. Just a uh, yeah. It's fine. Just mode. Just it, mode it, seven. Steve. Yeah, and you're not really ugly. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> um, now you'll all be telling me F zero on SNES isn't three D. It's yeah. not. It's mode seven. Why do you keep arguing this wrong fact? Um, some people just don't learn. Um, there's no polygon tracks on F-Zero or polygon characters. Um, what was I saying? You get distracted by people. Um, just on the F-Zero thing, though, that the, the jump from 2D to 3D, from F-Zero to F-Zero X, that is amazing. That yes, is absolutely that, that is. Yeah, that's probably even greater than uh super 100%. nintendo mario kart to yeah. you know mario kart 64 um and, and it maintains i mean i'm fairly certain that's 60 fps on you know the mario or on the f0x um so i mean that even in increases the amount of you know fluidity that you feel with if that we're going to talk about a jump can we can we acknowledge that the jump from f0x to f0gx and ax is even more phenomenal it's that is blinding. That game does not drop below sixty. Sega, good job. Sega doing what Nintendo couldn't do, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> who made Who made X? Did was that that wasn't Sega, was it? Who did X? Was that Nintendo in house? I think so. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Sega. It was developed by Nintendo's EAD division. Okay, so it was in house. Yes, excellent. Um, there are some rumours that F Zero might make a comeback in twenty twenty three. We can only hope. Wait. Haven't I, they been I'd saying that since since twenty thirteen? Though <laughs> I was going to say, I imagine that's always a rumour. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I yeah, there's been like little bits of resurgence of the futuristic racing genre, but largely it's been one of those genres that was popular in the late nineties, early two thousands, and then everybody kind of forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, there are none now. There's no wipeouts that are new if you don't if you discount the VR version. Uh well it doesn't help that Sony shuttered the studio that made them, but <laughs> uh, okay. um yeah, That's... there's really um i think the last one was the wipeout fury hd releases um wipeout hd and fury re-releases on the ps4 yeah have you played the yes. we're jumping subjects here but have you played the vr version on ps4 of wipeout i haven't had a chance to try it yet it i've played is. a lot of that that particular version of the game mostly on ps3 though it is so good i can't play wipeout i can play mario kart i can play f-zero i can play mario kart well I can play F-Zero reasonably. I can hold my own most times. Uh, Wipeout in 2D, which isn't 2D, but you know what I mean, in flat. Um, I, it's, it's like boing boy, it's like pinball. Mario, Wipeout in VR, oh my God, I am, I am so much better. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm good, but I can actually win races, uh, even on multiplayer. So that, that's absolutely amazing. It's amazing how much sitting in a cockpit and being able to look around you in 3D can actually, um, you know, improve the game. Maybe that's what we need for a Mario Kart. Mario Kart 3 VR. There, it does exist. Um, so if uh, I think you might recall me telling you about this restaurant that used to be owned and operated by Namco um, yes. in Chicago that I used to go to. Well, unfortunately, Namco let go of that. Uh, but I've been there within the last, um, you know, year. 
and they had a full-on Mario Kart VR setup downstairs, like oh. where you actually sit in a cockpit and get a, a VR headset and all that kind of good stuff. Unfortunately, no one was there to operate uh, the thing, so I couldn't play it. But I'd huh. love to give it a try sometime. That would be, that would be amazing. Uh, going back to Mario Kart, Mario Kart Arcade on the Triforce hardware, the GameCube hardware, but on the Wii because of the extra memory. Um, that is such a good game uh, it kind of reminds me of where mario kart went I, to me i think that was maybe the first of the modern style mario karts i don't know if you guys have actually played it um it's 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 just chunky and full and it's probably one of the best games on the actual gamecube even though it's not really played on the game times played a couple of times in the arcade um yeah and it was pretty good fun but it's very it, it doesn't feel very Mario Karty to me. It feels it feels quite it feels more like um a a modern uh, racer but with a Mario Kart skin over the top of it. Yeah. So it's a bit more like it's more like of, a Daytona or something. Yeah, that the drifting kind of thing that you do where you like slam on the brakes and then you slam on the, the gas right afterwards and you kinda jerk the, the steering wheel. Yeah. Um that's not really it, there's kind of a similar thing with power sliding in Mario Kart, but it definitely has a different feel to it. Um, I don't I'm, remember I'm if those games were Namco. Version. Did Namco uh, develop those, or was it was it someone else? I can't recall. I'm not sure. All I know is it's Triforce hardware, which is GameCube yeah, hardware with more memory. Yeah, because Triforce was supposed to refer to the, the companies coming together, if I recall correctly. It's like Namco, Nintendo, and I think it was Sega together? Could have, been. That. could have been it is a i mean sega on the f0ax so it is now uh, published okay. by nintendo namco and bne entertainment according to the internet oh okay bne entertainment did you say bne entertainment bne entertainment you never told us dude <laughs> i don't remember working on that but <laughs> a few drinks ago <laughs> yeah that was that was during the heavy sessions uh, Mario Kart Arcade is fun, but one pound ago is just too expensive for one race. Uh, yeah, well, you've got your little card, haven't you, that you can slot in and out of Mario Kart Arcade. So can't you, like, take your saves to different arcades and then your quid lasts longer and you've got your specials that you've picked up and all that kind of stuff? So I, I kind of liked it. Mogo, welcome. Thank you for the birthday wishes. And uh, most importantly, realizing that I am a sexy beast. I like it, and I like the candle has three cakes, which literally means 30, yeah? Which is obviously my age. Don't argue. No. There we go. I was waiting for that one. I was looking at you, Steve, from, from your crotch, <laughs> apparently. Um, I've, I've moved. I've, you you sorry, have. Sorry. You have moved. I've gone further up. Yes. You can still see up my nose, though. Just you, over. Trust me, you can't. You're just not exactly zoomed in over here. So, <laughs> you, you, you know, okay, now we can. Yeah, I regret that. Did I just see Rainbow Road up there? Um, <laughs> did, Steve, did you answer the question of favourite track? I think you did. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, so everybody's answered that one. Does Does anybody have any questions in chat about Mario Kart? Because uh, I actually have no prep today. It's my birthday, eh? I, Pizza. I, I do have... Cake. I do have one question for you guys, because this is a difference that I felt going from one game to the other, is the five-lap thing versus the three-lap thing. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Super Nintendo Mario Kart is five laps 
uh, for each of the tracks, whereas uh, N64 Mario Kart, they went to three. Do you think that five... I mean, it's obviously has to do a little bit with how constrained they were with the course sizes, and they probably felt like each match didn't last quite long enough with three laps. But uh, I was just kind of wondering what your guys' thoughts on that were. May, may I go? Um, yeah, go for it. I, I feel that it's... Now, this is not a bad thing, what I'm about to say. A lot of people will take offence for no real reason. But I think it's because it was aimed more at younger people. Um, therefore, lacking the patience, the, the, you know, the, the, what they need to go five full laps on some of the longer tracks. I mean, the highway one is fucking huge. So three laps takes quite a long time. So I actually do think it was more to do with aiming it at the younger generation. I don't think it spoils it for the older generation, uh, like myself, uh, but I do think it was aimed at making... I mean, the N64 was... To, to me, the SNES was kind of, because it's Nintendo, kind of aimed at the kids. Uh, but I do think they aimed at the kids a little bit more as they got older until the Wii when they seemed to aim that at everybody. Um, so I think it was more to do with taking it and making it more accessible for all those eight-year-olds that are going to play it. Um, and I think it works, to be honest. Um, I do like longer tracks and uh, longer laps, and I would like it if I could, in Mario Kart, if I could set it to 60 laps, I would. I would do uh, uh, Le Mans, Le Mario 24 hours quite happily. Um, you know, and just, just, just change, pause the game, get my mate to jump on and, and, and he drives for six hours or whatever. Yes. I think it'd be hilarious. Um, like we need to get a ROM hack in there somewhere. It does, that's, doesn't That's it? where something like exhaust heat comes in on the, on the Super Nintendo, yeah. which is, it's, it's mode seven. It's basically F zero, but in, in an F one car Yeah, and you can do 65 lap races in that, yeah. which takes about 17 minutes. Yeah, F-Rock 2 or, or F uh, Exhaust Heat 2 uh, is one I play quite a lot, the Japanese one. Look, Exhaust Heat is so good. It Such is. Such a good game. And that's what F-Zero was meant to be, wasn't it? A formula game. And they just went, it's not working. But it did, it really does. It's fantastic. But anyway, off off subject. Um, I think it's partially to do with the constraints, but I don't think it's as much to do with the constraints as I do think it was. They said, who's our target audience? And nobody went... 25 year old just coming from work or from the pub i think everybody went that eight year old just came in from middle school or primary school or wherever and let's make it so that they can just bang 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 tea time go away come back bang 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 that's what i think ironically though i think it makes it harder <laughs> because you have much less scope to correct any mistakes you might make um so if you if you screw up and get and get behind in Super Mario Kart, you do you do have a chance to catch up and at least gain back a few places, but quite often in uh, in Mario Kart 64, if you if you get drop down to eighth place, you might you might be able to squeeze back another place or two, but you, you're 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 not going to qualify. That that is actually true, and uh, it's I mean maybe in Super Mario Kart on the SNES, it's because the rubber banding is fairly horrendous. So mm -hmm. they give you rubber banding too. To be fair, they do. I mean, yeah, you just knocked out Pin Princess. She's half a truck. No, she's behind you again. You know, you can kind of do the same uh, on that one. Plus the shortcuts really make it easier on SNES, in my opinion, for, for catching up. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree. 
I agree with that too. So maybe there's many reasons. I was going to ask about the rubber banding again. On is there rubber banding on the N64 version, or is it just not quite as noticeable? It's as... there. Because it, yeah. it's, it's yeah. always been a thing in yeah, racing games to a point. Yeah, I mean, you can okay, play okay. the latest F1 game, and that has rubber banding too. So, you know, yeah. even though they will never admit it, they do. It's like Alien Isolation. The alien doesn't teleport. Yes, he fucking does, and I can prove it. You know, it, it it's to make... It's a video game, isn't it? So um, I think there's even rubber banding on things like Project Cars and stuff like that, for the AI at least. Mm. So... But, but yeah, no, it is there, but I think it, they fine-tuned it and they made it less noticeable by far. I think, from what I read, I think Mario Kart 64 has some quite egregious rubber banding, but it's not for all cars. You you almost have some rivals who will be rubber banding behind you. Um, <laughs> and uh, so you'll always always have somebody right on your tail. You, you, de- you never get... And it's, it's it's to its detriment, I think. You never get that feeling of, I'm half a lap ahead of everyone. No one's <laughs> going to catch me up. Because there's yeah. always someone right on your tail, regardless of what you do, from, from my experience anyway. There is, and I have no proof for this. This is purely anecdotal, but this is anecdotal playing a lot. And I think most people agree, not 100% sure. Um, and maybe there is proof out there, I've just not looked. But um, on Mario Kart 64, from what I can tell, and I, I say this constantly, so I hope I'm right. Uh, if you, 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 you always, as you say, say you're playing as Toad, you tend to princess is your main antagonist, your main rival uh, on most tracks. Um, if you can take out princess as you pass on the first lap before you pass onto the second lap and you can knock princess down from second into, say, fifth, princess will stay in fifth. If you do it on the second lap and onwards princess will rubber band back to you um so i think again it's just that fine tuning they do like give you a little bit of an option to not cheat but to you know send it your way so the next track yoshi is your main rival so you do that with yoshi too and suddenly nobody can really catch you because yoshi's then fucked for the third track this is in my experience but I don't actually mean if um, that's... I don't know if that's an actual fact. And yes, by rubber banding, we mean catch-up. It tends to be called rubber banding in retro gaming. That saves me asking then, because I was going to ask what it was too. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. It's it's kind of like catch-up, but unfair catch-up. Mm. I think that's why we tend to call it rubber banding more, because it's like if Princess is going to rubber band to you and Donkey Kong's going to rubber band to you at the same time, Princess will always get in front if Princess is your main rival. Even if Princess is behind Donkey Kong, they're going to rubber band together, but somehow, uh, sorry, catch up together, but somehow Princess rubber bands in front of Kong mm. every time, at least if you take them out on after the first lap, in my experience. It's very noticeable on the Super Nintendo version, the the that rubber banding experience. You can be in front for the entirety of a race, um, and it just feels like nobody's near you. There's you know, you, you don't see bananas fly past you or or shells or anything like that. And when you finish, you finish about point two of a second ahead of your nearest rival. And you're like, That's that's unbelievable. You you've been nowhere near me and yet here you are, you're still right behind me. Yeah. It's um, it's very, very noticeable in that. Yeah, it is. Um, One of the things I think they did better in Mario Kart 64 
um, is there's quite a few scenarios in Super Mario Kart where you, through no fault of your own, could get completely blocked or completely kind of screwed over by the map kind of thing. Uh, so there's on um, one of them, there's like you can get like a row of swamps that just lands in front of you and and, and you can't <laughs> go past them. <laughs> you yeah. just have to wait for them to move. Um, and on the like some of the Donut Valley tracks, you can get a, a mold stuck on the front of your car and it's very difficult to get rid of them kind of thing. Um, Moo Moo Farm. That, well, well, there were a couple of scenarios like that. Like on, on one of the tracks on Mario Kart 64, there's a train that comes across the track and if you time it wrong, you just smack straight into the train my and there's fa- nothing my, you can do about favorite it. My favourite track. It's um, dead simple, bro. I love it. But, um, but I think they, they had less of those sorts of things. So it was, you could get some, you know, you get things that would slow you down. Like, you, you know, you... You hit a thwomp or you hit a pipe or something, but you bounce off and you carry on on your way. But there were less things like where it's like, uh, if, I, if, if just because I've arrived here at this point in the track at the at the deemed wrong time, <laughs> um, I, I'm now screwed kind of thing. There was less of that, I think. Cole has just asked a great question. Uh, thank you for the happy birthdays, Fanny Agnes, um, and anybody else that said it while I've been talking. Uh, Cole has got a good question that our favourite Mario Kart 64 track is, because we never actually got around to that one, but because that's written down, so I won't forget it. Um, damn it, it's gone. <laughs> so what's your favourite Mario Kart 64 track? It'll come back to me in a minute. <laughs> Steve, Mario Kart 64. Uh I don't know what it's called, but you were just talking about a second ago, the one with the train. Okay. You, like you have to physically too. slow down. Yeah. That's uh, a really good track. Or track, speed though. up or become invisible and drive straight through it. Well, I didn't yeah. know you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, 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 that, that was my actual question, but we'll get to it in a bit because it's tactics. Oh, calamari Desert, I think. That's yeah. it. That's yep. the one. Good choice. I, I hate Calamari, but I do like the track. Oh, Calamari. <laughs> it's like that's rubber banding rubber banding in your mouth if done badly yes yeah. it's, it's and i've only ever had it done bands. badly so it's like <laughs> why am i chewing this disgusting thing uh, um yeah. i yeah i think i can i can go since i posed the question i should have an answer right um toad's turnpike i think is probably my favorite mario kart 64 track um just having all of those other vehicles on the road to contend with yeah um for some that's people, good. that's a death sentence, but I kind of like it because then you can weave in and out of them and people get got. <laughs> do, do you do you remember when we were good and we could go between the turn start edge of the road and the and the big long bus or lorry and we weave through it in a power slide and everybody's going around it and we're just like, bye. No, nobody remembers doing that. I, I remember, don't remember doing ever that. being good. <laughs> I can't do I've it always now. been bad at games. Yeah, I can't do it now. I end up in the middle of the bus bouncing up and down, so which is a bit of a pain. But yeah, the motorway track is very different. That's a good track, though. What about you, Bean? Do you, do you um, I was going to say the the, uh, the train one. So again, frantically checking to see what it was um, yeah. in, in English, and I think it is, as you say, it's Calmari Desert, isn't it? Um, I think that that for me was really the... It, it sort of showed... The inventiveness that could that could come out of Nintendo, um, I think it the sixty four version particularly just elevated so many ideas um, to a new level. So many so many new things, new features, new ways to fail, but new new exciting things to look at. Um, 
and I think that really sort of exemplified it um, quite a lot. Um, other than that, 60, for me anyway, 64 is very much a, a case of just, just, just trying not to end up praying to the porcelain god. Um, so, yeah, that is that is the most memorable one before before I practically blacked out. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it's like a cheat code thing. <laughs> Sorry? It's like a cheat code. <laughs> how, how do you input praying to the porcelain god? <laughs> Just piss all over your Nintendo. Um, I will definitely do something to the game anyway. Um, oh, we were talking about controls earlier. So I've got to put in, otherwise I will forget. Um, I think one thing we, we were both we were all saying that the analog controls seem to be better on Mario Kart 64, and you seem to have more control and you can you know just race better in general. So it's not like eh, 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 type thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but because of Mode Seven, you know that 2D graphic effect. Um, because of Mode Seven, um, you could kind of abuse perspective a little bit so say you're here in 3d and there's a banana here and it's directly in front of you you cannot avoid that you can't jump over it you unless you've got a boost you cannot avoid that in mario kart 64 but in a mode 7 game if you slam on a quick slide to the left or to the right you can actually literally kind of go around it and then end up facing the right way which you can't do in N64, but you can do because of the way Mode 7 works, because it's different, you know, perspectives, forced, etc. So I, I, I just wanted to kind of mention, I don't know if anybody's done that. But Are my, you saying it's not real 3D? <laughs> I am, mate, I am. <laughs> I know, it's terrible, it's disgusting. He's <laughs> off again. Um <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Oh my god! Um, yeah, Steve. Well, no, you answered. Who Steve. didn't answer? <laughs> Who didn't answer? Favorite track? Pixels. Me. You. Um, I could answer again if you like. No, you're all right. <laughs> Same track. So I can definitely tell you what isn't my favorite track. The one with the train. That's Bowser's Castle. All right, yeah. Which can fuck off. <laughs> I, hate I hate that track. Um. I quite like. I mean, I quite like the the um, again actually the the um, the equivalent of the circuit maps, the, um, the Mario Raceway and the Luigi Raceway ones. But um, but I do have a sort of soft spot for the uh, Moo Moo Farm um, mm-hmm. farm tracks. I think you do a lot. Of, I mean, obviously Mario sixty Mario Kart sixty four introduced proper drifting and stuff, and you can yeah. do a lot of good drifting on on that map. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, um, and that's one of my favourite parts of Mario Kart. Um, I really got into drifting and stuff in in the uh, DS version, um, and I've then I've gone kind of gone back to all the other ones. It's like oh, I could do it in this one as well. Cool, yeah, yeah. power slides, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I really quite like the uh, the Moo Moo Farm track. I I've always liked Moo Moo Farm. Moo Moo Farm's cute. It's yeah. deceptively hard while still being relatively easy. You can because it's so wide, you can just dodge everything, but you will lose a place and have to take it back. But it's also fairly easy because it's one of the easiest tracks. And by the way, Outrun is a super scaler; it's not three D. Um, keep these arguments coming if you want. 
Superscaler, in case you don't know, takes a pixel and makes it large as if it's traveling towards you. It's not, it's just getting bigger. Um, yeah, there you go. That's, that's, that's that. Sorry, the 3D thing is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've got Cole's question, haven't we? I yes. What was, oh, no, that, that was, no, that was Cole's question. question. Anybody else got <laughs> a question? Um, it's Hitch's birthday. You won't win. He's never going to win anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Arcade Outrun. You know this, Antaeus. Stop being awkward. <laughs> I think if anybody's um, talking about Outrun, then we're talking about Arcade Outrun, surely. Or even the console ports of Arcade Outrun. Unless you're talking we, about the PS2 version. Hmm. I think we've not talked about possibly because it's harder for us to do in preparation for the, the stream, but we've not really talked about uh, multiplayer. Um, obviously, Mario Kart's got a big multiplayer thing, and, the, and there is another big jump to Mario Kart 64, is it's the first one to have four-player multiplayer yes. on, on the same screen rather than two-player. Four players, um, so good. Mm -hmm. And still yeah, smooth crazy, crazy and times. still a high frame rate. With no real, there is a loss of detail, but not really that much. Not enough to care. Uh, not in a cartoony game, anyway. Yeah, no, 3D. That's uh, 3D. Fucking, fucking 3D. Fuck off. Um, multiplayer, battle mode. I, apps, uh, I often get asked the question, what's your favorite? Because streaming stuff, what's your favorite? Mario Kart, when I'm streaming Mario Kart. And every single time, it's Mario Kart 64 is the best. Double Dash is the second best. Double Dash is second best because of the single player racing. I think it's kind of unique. Um, and Mario Kart 64 is the best because of the single player racing and also because of battle mode. I'm sorry, but local couch battle mode with four players is just incredible on Mario Kart 64. I The only game that beats it uh, is not Spelunky 2. Uh, is uh, probably Duck Game, for me, at mm. least. Uh, different people will have different opinions, obviously. Uh, but yeah, no, Battle Mode, it's, it's, just, it's just fun. There's no bad aspects of Battle Mode on Mario Kart 64. Not in my mind, anyway. I mean, there isn't on SNES either, but it's just, it's just not as good. It's just not the same. My I think opinion. the whole, the aspect of four players really does allow Battle Mode to shine in a way that it kind of couldn't on the Super Nintendo because how how interesting I mean one-on-one -on -one deathmatchy type things you know there's only so much what ends up being interesting generally is just how the player takes on the level but yeah. there's not many differences in the levels in the Super Nintendo battle mode so you know that that mode gets pretty you're kind of over it after a shorter time whereas you know with four different people and the way that those uh levels are designed i think it gives it a lot more a lot more legs than what the super nintendo had yeah yeah i guess most of you guys didn't really get the chance to play battle mode because it's not online uh so it's kind of difficult me, me, me and beanie are gonna play it uh you, you be, be, friends to play it that is true oh that's, that's so sad uh what be, beanie and and his missus uh are hopefully coming over to norway at some point and I have already said that if they do get over, it's me, Beanie, Emma, and Vic, and we're just going to play Mario Kart Battle Mode on the big TV. Make sure we got a ball there, mate, yeah. I'll have to about 20 minutes and then... Uh... We'll, we'll, we'll get you drunk first, it's okay. Oh, that'll make it a lot better. Yeah, Thanks. We'll, 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 have some, we'll, have some, we'll have some shine, dude. <laughs> I, I've never really played Battle Mode. All that much. Um, 
but um because all my all my mario kart multiplayer experience has always been racing um it's it's quite cool uh we mentioned double dash but obviously double dash had the benefit that you could effectively play it play eight player mm-hmm. um multiplayer which is which is which is a bit crazy but um but no um and you can beat up your partner if they missed cool. yeah Never, yeah, yeah. I, have I actually played bar mode on Double Dash? I think I must have. Probably just two players though. But I have played four player on Mario Kart 64. So back in the day when you know we had four controllers or more. So not anymore. I got one. So <laughs> you're gonna have to bring over your controllers, and we're gonna try and get some more. <laughs> Same goes for you, picks. You need to buy an N64 controller, mate. You need to buy an N64 controller. Okay, sure. Oh, you're buying an N64 controller. I'm going to Norway. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Spiky thing in your luggage, sir. <laughs> no, that's just, yeah. Um, here's a question. Do you think using a CRT would have been better than a modern displays? Um, for Mario Kart 64? Or for either? No, to be honest, in my opinion. But I don't like the crt picture i prefer the clarity of a of a of a modern screen um people will differ though uh, as for making beanie feel a bit pukey no i don't think so because crts were famous for being curvy edged and a little bit round so i think that would have actually made the effect worse for beanie to be honest so but i don't know who knows i'll, I'll try it well I'll, I'll see if i can See if I can try it. You never know. I mean, I, I, I am determined say... to. I am determined to love it. I am determined to love it because it is. It was really good fun playing it. It was really good fun, but after a yeah, after not a very large amount of time, it it sort of yeah. fell off a cliff a little bit, unfortunately. I will say that even on a flat screen, there are varying degrees of quality. Do you have a fast refresh rate? It's going to make the game a little bit better. Do you have a shitty refresh rate? It's going to make the game a little bit worse. Um, do your colours blend in a little bit, which they do on some of these cheap 4K TVs, um, or blend out, I guess is the word. Um, that's going to make it a little bit worse than a sh- super sharp one. So I, I guess there's, there's many, many factors. Um, the um, the whole trick of using sprites for the characters rather than actual models, I think works better on a CRT um especially via composite because it's all kind of blended in a way that it looks a little bit more grounded in what's going on whereas generally modern emulation everything is being upscaled so much you know 3d wise that and those sprites are not getting any more detail they're not getting any more resolution so they just look worse and worse as as higher resolution you go yeah. uh they just get stretched and and look all you know weirdly pixely well, I mean, I've always said CRTs are uh, uh, they're just made to hide the mistakes, uh, and they do it very well. Um, I, I prefer to see my mistakes um, in full, glorious, radiant color. Although I will say that SNES on a flat, uh, Super Mario Kart on SNES on a flat screen is is probably why I get more of a headache than I would do on a CRT. But now I think I'd get even maybe the same headache because of my eyes. So just not clear enough and i never wear my glasses because yeah that's not good you're not getting any younger you know you have to wear your glasses no i'm not getting younger but i I was 42 today no (laughs) sorry you're not old man (laughs) hey 
You look older. Um, <laughs> Smell cheaper. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good thing. I'm really not. Steve doesn't have, a, uh, Steve not. Doesn't have any grey hair on him. Or, or any hair on him. <laughs> Well, uh, Steve has here. You just can't see it in this light. It's just, it's just there. not there. See that bit there? That's it. That's oh, my. Yeah. That's my hair. The only oh, real three D games I know of are Continental Circus. I'm just going to ignore you from now on. <laughs> um, um, where do you live, Eki Chap? I'm going to send you a book, <laughs> free of charge. Um, we were talking to somebody, I think it was Mogo, was talking about adjacent prime. Middlesbrough. Okay, never mind. Um, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was fairly close to Middlesbrough at one point. Um, fairly close. Luckily, not that close. Um, Mogo, I think it was Mogo, was talking about uh, Mario Kart adjacent games. And because we're kind of at the end of it, uh, of the podcast, and we've, we've, I think we've covered most things, um, adjacent Mario Kart games on the SNES and the N64. Now, Diddy Kong got ra uh, got mentioned. Um, is that really adjacent other than it's a kart racer? Possibly. I do think Donald Duck is more adjacent. Uh, and on the SNES, what do we have on the SNES? Um, <laughs> what did we have on the SNES? Street Racer was 32-bit, wasn't it? No, that came out on 16-bit too. Uh, 16-bit, yeah. Street Racer came out on Mega Drive at least. Did it come out on the SNES? Because I used to actually like Street Racer, but only on the 32-bit versions. Was there any other 2D racing games on... Um, oh, there's F-Zero. No. Yeah, I suppose F-Zero went off at yeah. a million miles an hour compared to kind of the, the more controlled... Yeah. Smaller circuits like uh, uh, like Mario. So like I guess we can't even yeah. say like exhaust heat, can we? Because that was blindingly fast as well. Because same yeah. uh, method as uh, same engine. Mickey, I know there's at least a couple of um, Super Nintendo like mascotty type kart racers that are very similar to that. But I think there's only one or two. And I think yeah, Speed Racer, which you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and there's some on the Game Boy Advance. There was kind of a resurgence of that because um, it could kind of do similar things to the Super Nintendo. So I don't remember mm -hmm. there was a Konami sort of kart racer on there with a bunch of Konami characters. Um, and, of course, uh, Mario Kart um, Super Circuit, which yes. was, I think, the third game. Um, but it, that, that game is very similar to SNES Mario Kart. If you want, like, kind of to see what that would be, like, 1.5... Go go check out uh, Super Circuit on the Game Boy Advance. Does and I'm probably going to say this wrong, but you'll be able to correct me. Choro Q, is, was that the name of it? Do the, do they count? Was it Choro Q, or something like that? It was like this weird compressed beetle kind of racer. It was kind of weird. I don't I don't even know if that was on the SNES to be honest. I think you're imagining it. It was on something. <laughs> Maybe it was on GameCube. Could have been on GameCube. So so it compared with Double Dash. It wasn't adjacent. It was adjacent in the same way that Crash Team Racing was adjacent in that it kind of wasn't. It was a kart racer, but it was a bit... It was sufficiently different than, than say, Mario Kart. So I'm sure it was called Choro I, I love Crash Team Racing. I, 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 I hated CTR. Uh, I hated CTR when it first came out. 
I couldn't stand it. Uh, I didn't like any Crash games. And I, to be fair, I don't like most Crash games. But I played um, Crash Team Racing fairly recently, the last couple of years, on PS1. And uh, it's blinding. It's an awesome game. It's not Mario Kart. That's the problem. So I think there's many times I've booted it up and I'm just like, or I could play Mario Kart. Yay, Rainbow Road. <laughs> you know? There, there or Toad. Was a period of time. There was a period of time, I think it was 32-bit era, where it almost became the meme that everything had to have a kart racing version of it at some point in time. Yeah. Um, and all the different mascot things had like some kind of kart racing thing. Or it was, it was like the ultimate things. Like you've done every other genre now. Now you must have a kart racer. I think <laughs> even the Amiga. I don't know if it was the 16-bit 500 or the 32-bit 1200. I think it may be both. Even that had a kart racer, and I believe it was called Kart Racer because it was literally kart racing. What was the usual name? There was a there was Street Racer as well, and there was Extreme Racing as well. They're all street there. Racer is that the one that had Street Fighter characters in it? Yes. I think. Um, yeah. Or am I thinking of something? Yeah, it, it it looked very Street Fighter character anyway. They had a Ooh. big. I think the default they had very wide carts, which is what I really liked about that. I uh, did play a hack of Super Mario Kart that had Street Fighter characters in it. There's a few. Yes. There's a few Super Mario Kart hacks. Not a ton of them, but they do exist. I played a Mario Kart hack that was Diddy Kong, but on Mario tracks, or. Mario on Diddy Kong tracks. I think it was Mario on Diddy Kong tracks, maybe. Yeah, uh, that was really, really good. And yes, Street Racer had a football bonus game, which was actually fun, and I really enjoyed that. I just had teams Somebody of needs to hack uh, SNES Mario Kart, so it's got the original graphics in it that we were looking at last week. On oh, Street the Match. original Kart, actual yeah, real some, life Kart racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just cool. Be called Kart Racing. Yeah, yeah. Mario Kart uh, on Super Nintendo was originally going to be an actual kart racer, not a cartoon kart racer, set in a weird land of uh, desperate plumbers and horny dinosaurs. Um, which kind of I don't know if that bit's true. <laughs> what desperate plumbers? He's pretty yeah, desperate. He travels from one end of the bit. world to the other for a bit of it. <laughs> There's no other way of looking at it. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, uh, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't wear ties. That is true, but then again, plumbers don't wear ties. So, no. hasn't he got his tie tucked into his uh, dungarees though? Possibly, Maybe. possibly. <laughs> Maybe he uses it as a wrench. I don't know. Um, Sonic Racing. Yeah, I never really got on with that racing transformed and all that lot. I always, I always felt it lacked in a fun factor that. Uh, that Mario Kart had or has um, it's very very different but I did love the Sonic racing games I think if you like the Sonic racing games you probably like the modern Mario Kart games and I don't like the modern Mario Kart games uh, so it, it's a little bit clinical maybe that's not the best word it feels like they covered it in antiseptic to kill off all the fun in my opinion so <laughs> But it is a car racing. I can racing see where game. you're coming from. I can see it, it feel it's it's massively overproduced. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think I think that's fair. But I do think the racing model, particularly in Transformed, um, but then again, there's a bit of sumo digital in that, and yeah. Outrun Two, and Coast to Coast, and though so, yeah, 
Maybe, maybe I'm just a secret sumo fanboy. I don't know. <laughs> Is Sonic a R a fanboy. kart race? What kind of a troll would say that? Sonic R. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of is, in a way. It's definitely adjacent. Hey, man, Amy's in a car. That counts. <laughs> um, the difference is the controls, I think. We we know we can get used to, and if you use the multi-controller or 3D controller, as they call it in the West, um, I think that does definitely help it. But um, no, it's, it's not got that pick-up and play. It's got more it's like more the pick-up and smash your controller. Yeah, it needs more help than that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite music track, Rainbow Road. Oh, I've mostly played it with no sound. <laughs> I guess sound is the main reason you play Mario Kart over something else, surely. Gameplay. Yeah. Gameplay. Yeah, I think, like, you know, for the original Super Nintendo tracks, probably, I mean, the Mario Circuit, just the music for that is pretty iconic. And they even, they're even riffing off of it today. Mario Kart 8's theme is basically just an iteration of the original Super Mario Kart music. Um, and also, I always think of, like, um, I don't know, Koopa Beach, uh, the music from that definitely like sometimes creeps into my head from time to time n64 i have like a harder time thinking of a track that like i really really jammed with you know on on that one uh always rainbow road for me as you say kind of iteration upon iteration rainbow road is the same music just gets it just got funkier and funkier then in my opinion it got a bit bland then it kind of funkier again uh but i i just love it i, I listen to remixes of rainbow road on youtube it's the only real reason I use YouTube is remixes of Rainbow Road. And the acapella version from that Swedish guy with the big beard. Stormy? No, that's that's that woman who shagged Trump. Um, I forgot his name. <laughs> and Moo Moo Farm is fantastic and it's the best name ever. And what's it called on Japanese? Momo? M Momo Farm. M-O-H-M-O-H. -M -O -M -O yeah. yeah. Momo. Um, so Japan, I, I really Paris enjoyed seeing... And I guess this is a good time to talk about regional differences a little, just because we haven't at all, uh, other than just the sounds. Um, but, like, you know, even the advertisements that are on the walls are different from the Japanese version in the N64, um, you know, Mario Kart 64. Um, riffs on Marlboro cigarettes, um, you know, other fuel providers, um, etc. I did put a link in the... Um, in the chat from from the the cutting room floor of various uh regional differences if you ever want to take a look at them um i might have to scroll up a little bit to grab it again but uh yeah there's quite a few it's 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 pretty crazy yeah there is and the billboards fantastic the shell one the um the as you say the 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 cigarette one it's, I, it, i'm surprised they got away with it to be honest i'm surprised nintendo even bothered to be honest because it's a very non-Nintendo thing, isn't it? Hey, you're a kid. Smoke this cigarette. Uh, <laughs> or top up your car with shell. And what's the other one? Shot? Shit? A lot of people did think it said shit, but yeah. no, it says, it says shot. Yeah. It just depends on the angle and the uh, resolution that you're managing to see it at. Oh, there we go. Regional differences. I actually noticed playing... I think, anyway, maybe it's just simply because of my um, 
memory lacked for it. But when I was playing the SNES version on stream last week, um, Bowser, to me, as a PAL, previous PAL user, threw bananas, the same as nearly everybody else, same as Donkey Kong and Princess. But on the SNES version I was playing, on the Japanese version, he threw fireballs. And I don't remember that. I remember bananas. I could have sworn he just threw bananas. Jesus Christ, that is a lot of music, dude. Graphical distant difference. Cooper Air, Yoshi One. Why? Why did they change the name of? So in 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 Japan, um, Mario Raceway is called Mario Circuit again, but they changed it to Raceway for for international. Hmm. Because reasons. <laughs> that seems an odd choice. That one. Yeah. Do you think Moo Moo Farm's called Momo because the cows in Japan have got an accent? Apparently, <laughs> Moo in Japan is pronounced with a long O yeah, sound. It's, which sounds yeah, more it's like the difference. Moo. 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 Difference in language. And uh, yeah. how they write things phonetically between one place to another. Luigi's way so you don't have an accent then, that's disappointing. Well, well they do, kind of. Uh, the Japanese version has collision on the grass above the tunnel on Luigi's Raceway, which can be reached by bouncing off another racer and flying over the wall. The collision was removed in international versions, so trying the same just leads you falling in the, into the tunnel or out of bounds. Did not know that. Um, yeah, there's a few versions. Toad's Turnpike, NTSJ, Stuck Out of Bounds, Lucky Two places you back based on where you last touched the ground. In all of the versions, places you back on the track based on where you got stuck out of bounds. So Japanese version is faster in other ways too. That's kind of interesting, to be honest. Uh, hi, Ed. How you doing, mate? Welcome. Because circuit is a PCB. <laughs> Favorite power-up or worst power-up? Okay, one last question. Uh, Favorite power-up or worst power-up? And if you can, weave into that the ability that some people say Mario Kart is unfair because it's random. I disagree completely because there is a defense for everything in every Mario Kart. You just got to know where it is. Um, Beanie. Beanie, there. <laughs> Favorite power-up and worst power-up. Um, that is a good question. Um think probably a bit of a cop out red shell probably um is favorite worst i don't know the banana in particularly in super mario kart is it it launches too far i think but you can hang it particularly out your if it's ass. forward like hmm? a, like you can hang it out your butt like a klingon you can, yeah. which is kind of nice for taking out people behind you. It's it's okay if you if you need to fire it forward though, you need an extraordinary amount of straight track. That is true because it just disappears into the distance. Yeah. It's like, uh... I don't think banana is defensive more though, to be honest. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, do you think the power ups are fair? Um, I think so. I think so. I think in later versions, I think they're they're possibly overused i think it's it's a pure experience the further back you go yeah uh, I, I even the blue shell you can actually dodge it but you've got to be very very good at dodging at the right time um cola 
I was just writing down my responses here. Um, so yeah, for the Super Nintendo, I and, and the other thing that I realized going back this far, because I've played a lot of the modern ones, is nowadays in first place, you're not getting certain power-ups. You, you do not get them. You will not receive them ever, no matter what. Whereas I played, you know, Mario Kart 64, and within the second track, I think I was in first place and I got a lightning bolt. I mean, that, that, that absolutely happens. The RNG is much more actually random um, in the earlier games. But I think my favorite in Super Nintendo is the star. Um, but, of course, the worst, I think, is... Or at least what feels like has the least utility for me most of the time is the jump... Um, the, the jump... Uh, a feather? A feather, yeah. Feather it, just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't do much for me. Uh, there's certain situations where I wish I had one, but I kind of wish they just made that a button... Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I get why they didn't do. It's it's rare though, and it's kind of cool to do some of the shortcuts in, say, the ghost one and stuff. Sure, you, you literally need the feather. Yeah. So. Um, for the N sixty four, my favorite is probably the uh, fake item block, because uh, that it's really hard to tell. <laughs> you know, you which put it in is the which, middle of the others. Yes. Well, and especially if you've got you know four player split screen. Good luck. Good yep. luck telling which is which, because they're not going to know. Uh, the the, the, the uh, flip side of that is you are also not going to know, so be careful. But yeah, um, I've run into my own um, many times. So, yeah, that uh, that almost makes, makes it for the worst item, too, because, yeah, the same thing happens to you as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, pixels. So, I think I'm, I'm with Beanie on this one. Certainly, I think in, in both games, the... The item where, when it rolls up on the, uh, on the um, random selection thing that I'm most happy to see is always the red shell because it's like I can I can use this straight away, yeah. and especially in Super Mario Kart, I I find the green shells don't even go in the direction I expect them to when I buy them, just disappear off in a random direction. It's like, whereas it, at least in Mario Kart 64, if you're in a straight line behind behind someone, you can fire it and you and. Uh, and you can get the satisfaction of getting that uh, manually aimed shell kind of thing. Um, in terms of least favourite, in Super Mario Kart, and this may just be my inability to play, I think one of the least useful items is the is the mushroom, because the tracks are so small. I I've, can very rarely, most of the time, when I fire a turbo in, in Super Mario Kart, I am in a wall or off the side of the track almost <laughs> immediately, because there's there's no straights and there's no there's no uh, there's never quite enough room on a on a on a turn to to really get the best use of it. Whereas later Mario Karts, you just go oh a straight, this is when I use my turbo kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's probably one of my least favourite there. Um, in Mario Kart 64, I don't know. I might cop out and just say Blue Shell. <laughs> but, um, yeah, not blue, quite sure. Blue but... Shell is pretty cheap, isn't it? It is pretty cheap. Yeah, it just, just it feels like, I don't know, kind of cheap. What about you, Steve? I think I'll have to agree with Pixels and Beanie on this one, uh, with the red shells. Because <laughs> not only are they good for, like, fighting in front of you if you're, like, me, you're in last place all the time. Or if sometimes, like me, you're in fifth and you can take out somebody behind you. But I would definitely say that that fake block is probably the worst weapon. That and the lightning bolt. Because like Cola said, you only ever see me get it when you're in first place. And it's absolutely useless. So yeah, I'll, go for, I'll definitely go for the red blocks, my favourite, on I, both versions. I've got to say, I, I disagree so hard on pretty much everything. 
My favorite. That's not like you. It's not like me, is <laughs> it? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my favorite power up on both is one hundred percent the green shell. It is so versatile. You can hang it out your ass to protect you. Uh, you can fire it backwards to be actively defensive, and I'm pretty good at doing that. You can fire it forwards, and it is insanely accurate if you just learn how to play the game, guys. Um, also, one of the things I really do enjoy is when you get that really tight track, um, you know, not like the massive like Mario Kart 64 ones, but on, on both games you get the tighter tracks, and you, you do a power slide, and you fire it sideways, and it just does this. Boing, 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 boing. And you get past it because you just fired it, so you've already got momentum. But everybody else, you're guaranteed to hit somebody. It's a nightmare, especially if you've got three of them and you're just like whack, whack, whack. That second time in between them, you play multiplayer and the people behind you are like, fucking hell, because there's just green shit bouncing all over the place. Absolutely love the green shell. I will say, and this is not bragging, it just happens to be because i play a lot against people that maybe don't play much i tend to win at mario kart so red shells are useless for me because all they do is they go whoosh and fly behind me and don't hit anything um so it's kind of useless um worst power up power up is worst power up as the person on the end of the power up is definitely the square blocks because fuck that you know, you just can't tell what's there in Mario Kart 64. Um, worst power up just to use in general? I would probably say the red shell. Because <laughs> it's only useful if something's directly in front. If they're just around the corner, it will go whoop and shoot into the wall at the side of you to try and get to them because it uses direct line. Uh, and I'm just not behind enough people to really care. The the three rotating green shells, heaven. Just like smack and then smack again. And then just as you're going past them, smack again. So poor old Donkey Kong's just bouncing for like 10 minutes where it feels like it anyway. So yeah, there, there's, there's, there's mine. Definitely, definitely different from what you guys said. <laughs> the defensive tactic. If we, if, we played it, if we played it a lot more, I think you change your mind. If the opinions changed. Yeah. If you're in the lead for three or five laps from the start, you know, you do the turbo boost and everything, the red shell is effectively just useful for protecting yourself from red shells from behind. But if you're in the lead that quick, you tend to get through it so fast anyway that they can't even catch you. Uh, if they fire a blue shell, it's not protective against that. You have to do the jiggy thing. So, or as somebody mentioned, slam on the brakes just in time. Princess or wherever goes past you, she gets hit by the red shell, uh, blue shell, and you fly forwards, which is always kind of fun. Uh, the one I really don't give a shit about ever getting though is blue. It's just I just again I don't really need it, so I don't use it. Uh, but yeah, there you go. I think we're done. Are we done? I think we're done here. I am going to, the podcast is basically over now, but I'm going to play some video games and you guys are all invited to play with me if you want. You don't have to if you have other things to do. We're going to play some Duck Game, some Spelunky 2, maybe some Space Breast Trevor Beast. Um, if anybody has it, that's four players only though. Duck Game though, we can do up to eight. Yay. So I'm going to say goodbye to these guys. Thank you very much for being here.
Um, I'm going to say Great goodbye with everybody. Yep, I'm going to say goodbye Why to you guys. It? I hope you enjoyed the chat. Uh, Thank you for having us. I think next time, if, uh, if for the regular guys and anybody wants to come on, we're going to talk about Manic Minor because Spectrum Days Gone is a podcast that got so many facts wrong about Manic Minor. <laughs> and I did tell them in my honest, truthful fashion <laughs> that uh, I think I need to correct them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it could be a handy one because most of us like that game, I think, except for maybe Steve, who don't like anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think what, what you need is a shoot 'em up podcast. Is what you need. Uh, I, think we, one. I think we've done schmuck podcasts. I think you need to do another one then. Nah, we don't. We don't Mops do never. Nah. Slap fight podcast. Oh God, no! How, how boring <laughs> will that be? Worst schmuck ever, maybe not. <gasps> so I'm leaving. It is on Spectrum. <laughs> you don't hear me put that on Specky very often, but it's goddamn awful on the Specky, right? Um, I'm going to jump out this podcast. Actually, no, I'm going to keep it in. I'm just going to mute everything um, if I can. No, I can't for some reason, whatever. I'm going to jump out of it. Uh, thank you very much for being with me, guys. If you keep onto the stream, if you want to keep watching multiplayer games on PC, not retro, then we're going to do that. I'm Hitch on Twitch. This is a Hitch and Post podcast. Thank you very much, Beanie, Mr. Cola, Mr. Pixels at Dawn, and Mr. Steve's Retro Zero. Uh, I appreciate it, dude. Uh, I'm going to fix that cam though if I have to come to Scotland and do it myself so I will see you later, goodbye and uh, I'm going to put the Be Right Back screen on